Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reese, a show about living your best life. And January 31st today, um, January is a notoriously difficult month for people. So we're going to keep on our January topic. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. one 866 If you should want to call the show, we'll share some comments. If you are more the type who prefers to text or email, you can text me at one five one four seven nine six four three five seven, or you can email us anytime. Even if you're not listening to the show live, no problem. You can send in your questions or comments. We love to hear from you at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, so my name is Sandra Reach. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I specialize in anxiety, depression, relationships, and general life stuff, which is relevant for January. And today I brought on the show another amazing licensed psychotherapist who's been on the show often. She's amazing. I love talking to her. I was just saying to her as we're going live, oh, I haven't talked to you in so long. I love having a chat with her. And I know she's going to bring a lot of interesting stuff to the show today. So welcome back. Melissa Henley. Thank you. Uh, Melissa, before we get into the topic, you know, it's January. It's January 31st. You weren't mm-hmm. here last week, but last week's show was about like Blue Blue Monday, which is the lowest mm-hmm. period of the whole year where people feel the lowest and where people can get quite down. It's not, you, you came bouncing in here like rosy and bushy tailed, but a lot of people in January don't feel so happy. I'm curious. I haven't chatted with you in a while. What's January like for you? Yeah, I think that's why I was happy that you were talking about when I saw the topic today. I was really excited because th- I find that lately in the in the clinic we've been seeing this that January has just been really really hard, um, really low energy, and I I often see things on Facebook like those memes or you know can't wait for January to end, and so there's a lot of people on social media talking about this as well. So I think it's a really good topic that um, we're we're addressing this now. How are you doing in January? What's January been like for you? I haven't seen you. What's your January been like in a nutshell? January has been, it's been, um, it's been up and down. Like there's, that's honest. Yes. Like there's things that, uh, you know, after the holidays have been passed and, you know, we're feeling really excited after the January 1st, right? There's New Year's resolutions, which we're going to talk about today. Mm. And so it, it, you know, there's a, there's that motivation. I felt that that picked up at the beginning of January. And then, you know, with everything with the Monday, like actually with the, the, the temperature and the weather that can all uh, really have an impact. And so, you know, it, it goes up and down, but so that's some why days you feel good and some days you don't feel as yes, good. Yes. Yes. And that's why sticking to my routine and my, uh, my self care, that's why January, especially when it's normal with, um, with the weather and everything that's been going on that we have to stick to our routine. So that's a good first strategy. I honestly think routine actually saves my life, not only in January. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a presentation tomorrow on burnouts. And, mm. um, you know, I was looking at the symptoms of burnout and I was like, 
uh, like I, you know, sometimes when you have too many balls in the air and too much work, you can be very prone to burnout. And I thought, well, I've got a lot of balls in the air. That could be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Why am I not in burnout? And I really attribute it just to having a good routine. So I think that's a really important point. Yeah. I'm very disciplined about my routine. So we're going to talk about some of those things. Last week, we talked about the importance of getting outside of the house and exercising and making sure you get sunlight and, you know, time, time for fun. We've done that. Yeah. So really the goal of the show today, if you're just, you know, picked up today's show, is, you know, people start off very motivated in January. They're going to lose those 10 pounds. They're going to change their life. They're going to improve their relationship. And something around this period, around January 31st, it starts to peter out. So I want to try to tackle with you why people have a hard time keeping their resolutions and where they're hitting the wall. You mentioned one is they need a routine, which means they need a strategy. Mm -hmm. But I'm very curious your thoughts on this idea of why, how people can keep their pumped up, motivated ways Um, at the beginning of the year, how do they keep that going beyond January 1st? Yeah. And this is something that I've recently, like, I think this year was the first year I really did something different because, you know, we hear a lot about talking about resolutions and New Year's Eve and it's like new year, new me. And the more I think about it, the more I start to understand that that the word resolution in itself is a problem. I think that there's there's some fault in having those resolutions. Wow. So what I'm going to offer, and that uh, some people in that mindfulness have have uh, started to do a lot more research and start talking about, is the word intention versus resolution. Because I think that there's a lot of fault in the word resolution in and of itself that sets us up to fail. Go say more, say more. Yay. So the first thing is that I think to define the two, when we, when we talk about resolution, like, what does that mean to you? When you hear the word resolution, what does that something mean Something you? you're going to change. Okay, so something that you're going to change. And when we're applying that something that needs to be changed, what message is that sending to you? Ah, that something in my life is not okay. Yes. Right. That something in my life is not okay or that I'm not okay. Like, there's something within me that is maybe, like, not maybe not defective, but that's something that is not good enough. Right. So already there in and of itself, I think, is the number one mistake. Because okay, you're so you're almost putting yourself down right off the bat. Yeah. And so that's a very interesting point. Yeah. So it's already implying that uh, that something is, is wrong that you need to change about yourself. And we don't like feeling, you know, even though it might be true that there's things we want to improve on, but... Research shows that language and the way that we talk to ourselves is very, very powerful with motivation and behavior. So already right off the bat, if we're telling ourselves that we need to change, that there's something that's wrong with us or is is defective right now, then that's the, I feel like the number one mistake. Well, I, I think let's take a pause because I think that that's such a valuable point. I can tell you of another one, but I think let's drink that in a little bit mm-hmm. because I think it's very smart what you're saying. I think this, I talk a lot about the story you tell yourself is the story of your life so Mm. the story you tell yourself in from what you just said is that there's something defective about me the new year's come i'm going to become effective and you're right there's a put down there put downs are not linked with motivation no so that's a really good point and it's so subtle because we don't think we're putting no because it's the language of our that's what people say what's your new year's resolution okay so if i if i decide there's nothing defective about me 
but I want to lose 10 pounds. That's Mm -hmm. an intention. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So that's where then I separate what the difference between um, a resolution, a goal, and then the intention. Because we do want to live, as you say, like the best version of ourselves. So there's always ways that we can improve. So, but language is going to be very important. So the definition here that, that uh, of, of a goal is our desire to um, get a desired result, like something that we see in ourselves that we want to we want to meet our goal, have the results. Okay, and the problem is that if we don't see the results fast enough, and a lot of times the things that we want to change takes time, and so when we don't see that results fast enough, what ends up happening? Uh, we give up. Yeah, I mean, we, we give quit. up. We get discouraged. We, yeah. and, and we've talked about this in another show, but we don't. With, with the procrastination, is that when we don't feel confident and good at something then we lose motivation. Right, right. We go towards things we are good at. Yes. And then a resolution is more like a firm decision on not doing something we don't like. Right. Right. So like I want to lose 10 pounds. So I have, these are things I have not to do. Like I yeah. can't do these things. Right. And that already there, the can't feels like oppressive, feels oppressive. Yeah. So what I like about the word intention is like a thing that you intend to do. It's like an aim or a plan. And so just making that small little shift of wording can really be, can really affect our motivation. So if I say, for example, instead of saying like the resolution would be, I want to lose 10 pounds, make it an intention. Like what is your intention? And so what would the intention be? If you want to lose 10 pounds, the intention would be, I want to live a healthier lifestyle. That could be the intention. So that I like what you're saying, but I want to make sure people understand they have to arrive at that intention because I want to lose 10 pounds doesn't say anything about a healthy lifestyle to me. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't because you could lose 10 pounds on lollipops. Yes. Doesn't mean you know, not a so healthy lifestyle. You have to go deeper than the 10 pounds is what yes. you're saying yes. to get to the intention. To get to the so intention. So we need that step mm-hmm. is go deeper on what is it you want. Why do you want it? Why do you want and it? And then you'll get to the intent. Well, I want to be healthy. Why do you want to lose 10 pounds? Well, maybe what if the person says, well, I just want to look better. Mm-hmm. What if that's the only thing they want is to look better? What would be their intention then? Well, just like that, then to maybe to look better. Yeah, to look I don't better. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't to know. look better, or just to have a, a healthier lifestyle. Because the thing is that when when there's an intention, it's like, what intention do I set for myself? And just even saying that, I don't know how you feel about it, but just even saying the word intention, like intend to live a healthier lifestyle, right now it's still too vague. So we we do need to break it down a bit to make it more specific of what that means. But to me, that just feels a lot better when we look at the word intention versus the resolution. So. So when when we look at um, let's say our intention is to live a healthier lifestyle, then you know let's say if I because if I say okay I'm going to go to the gym my resolution is we're going to the gym let's say what three times a week mm-hmm. and it has to be very firm yes like three times a week and what happens if I only go twice did I meet my goals no no so you failed so I failed but it yeah. still but I still went twice but it doesn't feel like I met my goal because. Because the way that I set it up. It was set up for a possible failure. Set up for a possible failure. Versus if I said my intention is to go to the gym and three times a week and my intention is to live a healthier lifestyle, then there's, there's, let's be realistic. It would be really nice 
to meet our goals and to say, okay, we can go to the gym. But the problem is sometimes reality, we can't go. Like this week, I, I got back from Toronto and this week has just been really stressful and I'm out of my routine and I didn't have time to go to the gym. But I'm, I still, because I set it as my intention, I'm more motivated to go back to it instead of just giving it up completely because I didn't meet my goal. Okay, so you feel that if the nuance of calling it an intention instead of a resolution Mm -hmm. is going to make that difference. I want to talk more about that and see where people could hit the wall on that and understand it a bit better. We're going to take a short break and we'll come back and we'll talk about more ways to really become the person you want to be in 2019. I mean, that is the bottom line is how do you get yourself from point A to point B? Stay tuned. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reese, a show about living your best life. And here we are, January 31st, going into February, a time of year that a lot of people are struggling and finding that they're not able to keep their routines. Melissa was teaching us a little bit before the break the idea of setting an intention, and I guess in a way that you're not set up to fail. So I think, although I love this concept of intention as opposed to resolution, I think my bit on this, listening to you, Melissa, is that the most important thing, the words help, but the most important thing is whatever is behind the words cannot be rigid 
That's yes. what you were just telling me on the break. Yeah. Because if it's I, my intention or my resolution is go to the gym five times a week. If I go only three times, I fail. And you know, I kind of like this. I think it's always good to bring it back with a personal example. So myself, I'm very tough on myself in terms of exercise. I am a big exercise. I walk every day, almost two hours a day. I don't know if you know that about me, yeah. but I walk an hour outside and usually an hour inside. That's one of my things. Okay. And I am guilty of that rigidity because when I don't meet my goal of a certain amount of steps, I feel like a failure. Mm. And I also this week, I'm completely off my routine. And there was a lot of resistance in me because I was upset because I'm not, I, I count my steps on my phone and I'm not getting my target numbers. So if I apply what you're saying, what I like about it is, is it's, although the intention resolution is a good nuance, what I really like is that I need to change my goal intention or resolution to I want to walk regularly because I want to be as healthy as possible, as opposed to I want to hit 16,000 steps a day yes. because I'm going to fail. And when I fail, you're right, too many days of failure and my mood starts to spiral down and then I'm not likely to go back to it. Like exactly. That's exactly where I am today, actually, because I'm on my like fifth day that I haven't met my goal and I, I'm thinking I got to walk tonight. And there's a part of me that feels like a failure to begin with because I'm never going to make 16,000 at this point of the day. No. So and the yet, therapist is falling into the trap. Yeah, it's so easy. And yet, are you still, by even doing those steps, are you still meeting your goals of being healthy? And not, if, not, not if I'm stressing out about it. Not if you're stressing out. But but if you so if you move away from the exact number and just focus on, okay, what other things this week might have led to you feeling like living a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, and I did do things. I did walk outside. I did do stretch. I mean, this is like probably a little bit boring, the things I did, <laughs> but I ate, you know, beautiful, f delicious, healthy food. I didn't lose sight of my intention, to use your words, to live as healthy a life as mm -hmm. I'd like. But I do think that the reason I'm putting myself on the line here is because I think I represent a lot of type A personalities, which yes. I am, yes. which who feel that if you don't meet the goal, yeah. it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And I know as a therapist, the answer to this is to lower the standard and to choose your words carefully. But I really like bringing in, let's change the entire intention to begin with. Yeah, because what are when we look at facts, right, is it a fact that because you didn't hit 16,000 steps that that you're not healthy or is oh, it? Oh, no. Right. And right. so it, it's hard. But like the critical get, voice, right, yes, which we talk the, about, the critical voice would say, well, this is what the critical voice is. So you can yeah. play therapist here now. Yeah. The critical voice would say, well, it's true. It doesn't mean I'm not healthy, but I'm not as healthy as I should be. Yeah. That's what the critical voice would say. Yeah. Well, and my answer to that is that, of course, every time, like we can set this ideal self. Like if I ask you listeners right now to just picture what your ideal self and you, Sandra, too, like what is ideal self of what ideally Sandra is, what ideally Melissa is, we will always never measure up to it. We will, we will constantly not, of course, we can't live up to the ideal self that the ideal self is impossible right so of course we're gonna we're gonna always be one notch lower than our ideal self and that's okay yeah I totally understand that um and I think that we have to be very careful about the story we tell ourselves and and how hard we drive the car and honestly you know uh, this week, there's been a few times where I was like, okay, you know, like yeah. I've had other things that I've had to do and it's okay. Um, because if I give in to the critical voice, it's the beginning of the end oh, of yeah. doing things. So yeah. yeah, I think you're right. We have to be compassionate with ourselves. So that might be another strategy we want to add to the table. Mm -hmm. January, keeping your resolutions, keeping your intentions. Um, what about the idea that 
we have good, you know, there's a very famous expression. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it says the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, are you familiar with that expression? I had never heard it. It's a great one because, you know, people have a lot of intentions, but having intentions and realizing your intentions are two very different things. Yeah. So uh, the reason they say that is it's not enough to have an intention. And that's what we're on a little bit here. So how do we take our intentions and make them into behavioral realities? Yeah, that's a great question. So the first thing is you want to be able to make a list, like to sit down and really ask yourself, what is my intention for maybe not just the the year, but what is my intention? Like you started off saying, who do I want to be moving forward? And we have to kind of visualize our future self of what that what that means. So ask yourself, what is your intentions? To me, I asked when I sat down and said this, I'll, I'll share with you, but my intentions was to slow things down because I find that a lot of times I end up rushing through things. So rush through my day, rush through eating. I actually eat very quickly, um, rush through making supper, rush you through. You do eat very quickly. I eat so fast. I know that about you. Yeah. So that was my, my instead of resolution, it, it, you know, I reframed it as my intentions just to slow things down, which then decreases my anxiety and my stress. So make a list with your intentions on a journal or a piece of paper. Just, just write, my intention is... And just kind of brainstorm here. Just throw things out. You don't need to commit to anything just yet, but it's just a good starting place just to um, kind of flow, let ideas flow and just see what is it that you really want. Then, I like that. Yeah, then after your list, then you can look at it, and then we can start to be more specific. Right. So when I say, okay, I want to live a healthier lifestyle, so what what does that mean? What does that entail? And so there you can now put... Um, goal settings and and but as long as we use empowering words and compassion words versus uh, we have to avoid words such as should always never and must. why why so these these are very common cognitive distortions and when we say that I should go to the gym it's it's implying that if we don't go there's there's um there's a failure aspect that that we're kind of uh, as you say scolding ourselves for not going and and again that we talked about early on the show it just then decreases motivation so we want to use just like how we'd motivate a friend we'd want to do the same with empowering words once we be more specific in what we want okay. so for me for my uh, intention was to slow things down then I'll be more specific so when I feel like I'm eating is trying to use mindfulness uh, it's a technique of trying to really slow things down and absorb what that tastes like what the food texture is like or when I'm getting ready in the morning you know just trying to instead of rushing just really trying to slow things down so I really targeted in my morning routine because waking up morning stress is not never a good start um, but my morning routine and then my eating that's where I'm concentrating good for you on the most love it how's that going it's going, it's going, yeah, I catch myself. So again, but because this is an intention, I don't feel like I'm failing. So I just catch myself when I'm not slowing down and just redirect. And that's where, that's what comes me to my next point is that we have to consistently, almost on a daily basis, I have to remind myself, what is my intention? Right? I think that's a good point. And I, let's pause on that. I think people, listeners right now, you're thinking of things you want to change. It's not enough to set the intention. You need to repeat it daily. Repeat it daily. Yeah, or put a sign. Or last week, Georgia was saying, like, you know, wh- whatever your goals are, have, like, posters and mm-hmm. stars and, 
you know, behavioral reinforcement. Because why why is it so important to repeat it every day? By the way, I know why, but make, let's make yeah. sure the listeners know. Well, it's just that we we end up losing sight of it, and by restating it, you're actually recommitting to it. It's mm. actually a, a recommitment, an inner commitment that you're reminding yourself. This is what I want, and and what can I do today to meet that that re- intention? Right. So it, you're recommitting to yourself by um, reminding yourself. Right, and and we know the brain goes back to what it knows. So the brain is not going to go back to doing the new behavior. So mm-hmm. unless you have a strategy in place, yeah, you're going to go back to the old behavior. I really want to take a moment on that. So I want everybody to hear that. The brain goes back to what's familiar. So if what's familiar to me is to criticize myself and my intention is to be kinder to myself, unless I recommit daily, my brain will go back to what it knows to criticize itself. It's so easy for me to fall back in rush. Yes, because it's what you know for X amount of years that you've been alive. So having a January intention is not going to change that. It's not enough. No, it's not enough. Right. Okay, that's important. And we repeat it every day, peeps. Yeah, we we lose sight of that. So reminding yourself, it's that inner commitment, um, coming back to my intentions. And it's really, it, that's what helps me to, to remind myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, but like I said, very important. I don't feel like I failed when I, because it's not a resolution that was so rigid. It was like, okay, this is what I'd like for myself. And how, what, what can I, like in the moment, just slowing down and that helps me get back on the train. That's great. Instead of criticizing. Just let, let me throw you a little curveball here, Melissa. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. What about someone who has no intentions or re- uh, resolutions at this time of year? What, what do you say to that? Is that dangerous? Is that bad? What's going on there? Well, there could be a couple of things. I think that's a great question. And as you know, you have to ask yourself, is it the question I ask clients, like when when they're not sure or when I'm not sure, it's, is it creating a problem for you? Mm, is it working? Yeah. Is it working? Because if you have no resolution or intentions or goals, whatever, whatever fits for you, you know, and it's not creating any problems, then we have no right to change something that is working for you. Right. But if we be, and I love how you say this, if we be honest with ourselves that, hmm, you know, Change is hard, but maybe it's not really working for me. Right. You know, having having no intentions, having no goals, having having no plan of what I'd like to do in the future, you know, if it's creating a problem, then then maybe I need to reexamine what could I be avoiding. Right. So question one is I gotta ask myself, is my life working for me the way it is? With the extra weight, with the critical voice, with the eating too fast. Uh, with working too many hours, is it working well for me? You got to start with that truth. And I think that's a really important point because there's a tendency to say everything's fine. People love to say things are fine, I notice, Mm -hmm. but things are not really fine. And you have to first tell yourself the truth that they're not fine. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like when we were trained, right? It's like when someone presents that, that uh, if, if it's not creating a problem for them, then I have no right. It's almost as if I was at their house. I don't have a right to walk in their house and make myself a cup of tea. You know, if they're not, if they don't see the problem that it's creating, then I don't have a right to go and try to create a problem. Well, that's a good comment about good therapy, by the way, too, is that Mm -hmm. good therapists, you know, we talked about this yesterday on the phone, is that if your clients, and this is important for clients who are listening or potential clients, if something in your life is working and a therapist is trying to get you to do it their way, that's ego. 
Um, I always say to my, I mean, I see my clients sometimes putting their hand in the blender, as I like to say, if their hand is getting cut up and they agree with me, we have strategies to avoid cutting your hand up. But if you're happy with your hand in the blender and it's working well for you, I don't, I agree with you. I think that's really inappropriate to tell someone to change. If it's working for you, good, but you have to be honest. You have to be honest. Your hand cut up in a million pieces. And you tell yourself. Is working for you? That's an interesting story you're telling yourself. If yeah. You're bleeding from every part of you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about how to keep your intentions alive and how to really, we're, we're ending up on the topic is how to make significant change in your life. And I think we're at the, the key thing before the break I want you all to think about is it's something that I really believe in a lot is to tell yourself the truth. You know, maybe on the commercial, think about really honestly, are the things in your life working? And there's many aspects, your health, your relationship, your your individual life, your financial future, your house, house your personal relationships, uh, all sorts of stuff, fun even. Is it working for you? And if the answer is yes, you're good. And if there's things you'd like to make changes, come back. We'll teach you how. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I am here with Melissa Henley, psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, specialist in anxiety, depression, emotions, relationships, family dynamics, children, teenagers. Your repertoire keeps increasing and so many clients so incredibly uh, affected by your incredible skill, Melissa. So we're very happy to have you here and I'm really happy to have you at the center. Um, So 
on using your incredible skill set here, we arrived at the fact that the first level, which I love because you and I think a lot alike, the first level of change is to tell yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. So we've got that. So then you and I got into a little chat on the break. And that always happens is we have a chat on the break. I want it on the radio. So the chat on the break is that the problem is even if you tell yourself the truth, there's always a risk that you're going to sabotage your change. Now, Melissa, why on earth would anyone sabotage what they supposedly want to change in their life? Well, yeah, a great question because we see this all the time in at the center. It's like I and then people criticize themselves. I really want this. Why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? They really put themselves down. And so what I do is to say, well, like if there's a crit- if you're criticizing yourself, you're ang- it's it's a sign that your anger is actually being directed onto you so it it, there's that's my first red flag so the first step is really to try and understand the mechanism under under why the behavior is not changing so we have to understand our mechanisms why the behavior is not changing okay and that mechanism could be that we might actually be suppressing a difficult emotion. Oh, that's your favorite topic. That's my favorite topic. Okay, okay, so what would be an example that you gave me one on the break? So let's say, for example, you're, you're. I mean, right now there's a new semester starting and this is a lot of my clients' New Year's resolution is I want to be more uh, on top of studying. I want to, um, you know, do well on my exams, take notes. It's like a fresh new semester, a fresh start, right? Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting into the end of January and... Um, there's a lot of critical thoughts about why this behavior, I set out this goal, it started off great, but it's not really, you know, I'm, I'm starting to revert to old patterns. So you have to, again, when we're reverting to old patterns, you said that, that, that our body and our brain is used to doing that, but we have to also ask, what is the mechanism that's driving the, the car? So, you know, when we start to criticize ourselves, we have to look at what's what's going on underneath. Like instead of spending all that energy criticizing yourself over why it's not getting done, let's really take a look and and see what's going on. So as we look around, could it be that maybe, you know, in this example that we we're talking about is that maybe there was a lot of other feelings about being in school and and um and, and this pressure. And so we, what we discovered was that there was so much pressure from her family because everybody in her family has a high education, like master's level. And she feels this tremendous amount of pressure uh, that she has to perform and succeed just as much as or maybe even more than what they did. And deep down, maybe that's not really what she wants. Ooh. And so... Yeah, we have to ask ourselves, is it really, is this behavior what I want or is it what someone else wants? And she really thought that school and everything is what she wants and she will continue. This doesn't mean that she will not continue, but it just helps her to understand a little bit more of her resistance. So you're saying that in this particular case, a big part of her resistance is a hidden anger. A hidden anger. Right. So we want to put it out to people. Could you be angry about something like you know, if I have a lot of work to do and I'm not doing it, could be angry that I have so much work on me. Yeah. Even I hear a lot of clients, it's like, and, and, you know, it's, we work on this, but you know, a lot of clients that want to lose weight there, there's a hidden anger of why, why can other people, I mean, this is a trap, but I mean, just to illustrate my example of anger is that, you know, why can other people eat this and they're okay? You know, why, why, why do I have to be the one that it's not helping me? So what's going on there? 
Well, there's there, first of all, there's a hidden anger. So what could be the hidden anger about? Well, I, I threw the hidden anger at you, but I'm going to answer the other question then is I think when we're saying how come other people can eat and not me, I think we're falling into the victim. Well, that's that is I, a victim is that, trap. Yeah, I think that's a victim trap. But you tell me about the hidden anger. Well, there's a victim trap. And so if, if and, and this is where it gets a little complex, because if we're in a victim trap, that's usually a stance that we go to when something's unfair, right? Or when something happens, we end up taking this victim stance. But there's something in your life that you, you, you ended up taking that stance in a different area. And so there, maybe there could be a different anger that's coming out um, about how life's unfair and so we have to be very careful of so what does that mean I don't I don't get it so if if I find it unfair that other people can eat what they want and I can't yeah you're saying that that has to do with um, other areas of my life where I think things are unfair it can be and maybe there's anger there or maybe you're just simply angry at that the fact that you know, genetically and, and that we're designed that sometimes we're, it, we, we're just not that way. And that's the reality. Okay. So sometimes instead of keep denying it, sometimes it's actually helpful just to admit that so that we don't fall in the trap. Of so I admit that I'm bitter that other people have better genes than me. Yeah. And then what? Well, and then, then the question asks, what are you going to do about it? Right? Like what, okay, what this can is, I do about it? Well, this is the reality, but is there other ways? And that's where the intention comes in. Is yeah. there other ways that I can, can meet this goal? Right? right. So I want, like, we can't, we can always validate our feelings that it's okay to be angry that, you know, like what, you know, like my sister, she's, she has, you know, she's, um, very healthy, very fit. Like she, my two sisters have, and for me, I struggled with weight my whole life. So I often fell into that trap. Well, why did my two sisters get these genes and I didn't? But that's, I'm allowed to be angry, but it's what am I going to do about it? Right, right. And that's, that's where my point. intentions come and, and that's where you also get out of the pity party, right? Yeah, because right. the pity party just, you end up doing nothing and staying miserable. Right, and that's not effective. But, you know, I mean, victim mentality is very rampant and very, very hard sometimes to catch yourself to make sure that you're not stuck in victim mentality, don't you think? Yeah. So that's why it's important just to see if there's any emotions. And that's the part about being true with ourselves, too, is that is there any emotions that are coming up about instead of criticizing myself, could there be any anger or sadness or uh, something that's coming up about the topic? Yeah. So no doubt. So if you're starting to feel sorry for yourself, mm-hmm. um, I always say it's okay to have a little pity party. But the thing is that the problem with the victim mentality is, as I think we're saying, um, it's not going to produce any change. Mm-hmm. So even if you were able to prove to a court of law that it's extremely unfair that your sister got different genetics than you, yeah. how does that keep you warm at night? Yeah. What will that do for you? Even if a whole bunch of people say, oh, my God, you're right. That's so unfair. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting that we arrived on this topic because I'm very fascinated with the topic of unfairness altogether Mm -hmm. Mm because I think it's one that people really struggle with. And I think it is relevant to goal setting and intention. Life is really quite unfair. Mm -hmm. So as a therapist, how do you help people make sense of that? Things are unfair. Yeah. So people find that hard. People want fairness. Well, it's hard. It's hard to accept that. But... Unfortunately, you know, I always tell we have four ways to dealing with things. We can try to problem solve. So if it's unfair, is there is there solutions? Is there things that we can try to problem solve? Then we can try to change the way we think about it. Because if we keep thinking it's unfair, then nothing changes. So we can try to change our thoughts about the situation. Or we can accept that that's just the reality, although we don't like it. 
um, but that's the reality of the situation, or we can do nothing and stay miserable. Right. So, and and those choices produce different mood states. Yes. Okay, so I'm in January. Yes. I want to get into a good mood state, but I'm feeling a bit low. Mm -hmm. I have not been able to keep to my intentions. Mm -hmm. The days are short. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Yeah. How do I get back on track? Well, first, recommit to your intentions. So So write it back down. Write it back down. Verbalize it to yourself. Also, telling somebody else, um, why is that helpful when you tell somebody else your intentions? Well, I think it makes you accountable, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It makes you accountable. So if I tell you, you know, now I said on the radio to everybody that I want to do 16,000 steps. So whole 20,000 listeners may be <laughs> asking me if I got my steps in. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but it does it does put it out there that somebody, you know, yeah. could ask you, so how are you doing on your walking? How's that going? And then it forces you to have to look at what's going on. Are you living true to yourself? The thing is, I guess we get really caught up in our lives. And so mm-hmm. we fall off the wagon pretty easily. You talked about getting out of your routine. Yes. Unfortunately, that happens, right? We get out of our routine and we have yeah. to be able to deal with that. Yeah. 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 This week that coming back was I was extremely out of my routine and I and I can feel it right away. But it's just about, again, like I said, that even though I got out of my routine, I, I'm still technically doing things that are still leading to a healthy lifestyle. So I, I didn't I didn't throw like I didn't throw away all my my resolution and my goals. And now it's just how do I it's kind of like I have to re, not restart. I want to reframe that. But it, it's just reinstate. What is it that you want? And then making those specific short term ah goals specific short-term goals yes that you can do now what does that mean so things what are things that you can do today so you might not meet your goal today but what is that something and that's part of introducing mindfulness so that's another big wave that's in uh, psychology and in 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 the society right now is that how can i be mindful about what it is my intention and what can i do today that that is in the direction of my intention and how how can by being mindful what does that what does that mean to you how can that help with our intentions well the mindfulness is living in the moment so being very very aware of what you're doing like in your case to be aware if you're moving fast or moving slow mm-hmm. um, I think that it's mindfulness plus plus because it's also um, what you said specific steps on what would it look like to make those changes. A lot of times when people say things, they don't even know what the steps would look like no. to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I was at work today too. You know, even in couples, that's a very common issue that, you know, you want to feel more loved. Well, what does mm-hmm. that mean? Mm-hmm. Break it down into measurable, specific Steps. steps. Yeah, because this is what the phenomenon of planning fallacy is, is that where we underestimate exactly how much time and energy and effort and what we exactly need to reach our goal. So that's why it's very important to be very specific, um, but still leaving that room like with the intention of that if you didn't need it, it's okay. You're still right, living. As long as you're moving. Yeah, as long as you're moving, you're still living with that intention. Okay, so we'll take a short break. When we come back, I'll talk a little bit about the concept of stretch as opposed to panic attack in terms of change, which is an important point because people, when at this time of year, usually set themselves up for failure by trying to reach a little too far on their goals, which leads them right back to comfort zone. I'll explain that. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Okay, so as promised, I want to talk a little bit about a concept that for me was, it's a game changer uh, of when you're making change. I talk about it often when I speak, which is the idea that um, when you try to make a change in your life, if you try to make too small a change and it's too comfortable, you're gonna nothing's going to happen because we love comfort zone. It's our warm bath water. We don't like to get out of the warm bath water. It feels good. So that's not effective. But what people tend to do around January is they go from warm bath water into the Arctic. Like they try <laughs> to make a huge change. And what happens is if you try to make a huge change, so example, okay, so I decide, let's go back to the, I want to lose 10 pounds. So I'm, I'm not going to eat any carbohydrates at all. I'm not going to eat any sweets at all. I'm not going to have any alcohol at all. So it's a very extreme position. So that feels so Aversive, that what happens, we call that the panic attack position. What happens is, as you start to face what you've agreed to, it becomes so aversive, where do you think you go? You go right back to comfort zone. Uh-huh. So that's a non-effective strategy. So what in psychology, what we believe that's extremely important is there's a zone in between panic attack zone and comfort zone called the stretch zone. And it's a very important place, the stretch zone. Stretch zone is measured by a place that you feel definitely uncomfortable, but not in a panic attack, but not in warm bath water either. It feels mildly uncomfortable. I often say good therapy, by the way, should always be in the stretch zone. Sidebar, if you are in therapy, if you're choosing a therapist, if they're keeping you in comfort zone, not good. If they're putting you in panic attack, not good. Mildly uncomfortable, you found your therapist. Okay, with change, it works the same way. So mildly uncomfortable, guess what happens if I stick with mildly uncomfortable, eventually it becomes comfortable and then I can move on to the next step and the next step and the next step. And that is what people who are very effective at change do. They keep stretching. Melissa, thoughts on that? Yeah, very important because when 
when it creates this discomfort. So what about, and I love this, and it's the first time I'm hearing you talk about this for me. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. sure you've already talked about it, So this is, this is great. But when, when we're in that, that stretched zone, what is it about the stretch zone that makes the discomfort? Like, why do we get uncomfortable during that stretch zone? What feelings are coming up? Well, again, you're getting out of the comfort zone, so you're feeling not like yourself. Yeah, you're not feeling like yourself. Yeah. And when we don't feel like ourselves, it's when we get uncomfortable, it's because actually what's happening, why we get uncomfortable is, yes, we're moving away from our comfort zone and we're not feeling like ourselves. And that triggers a huge inner conflict. It's like there's two mixed emotion that rises up really quickly. And so these two mixed emotions, so one is that, um, so the mixed emotion is that one, I really want this change, right? I really want this behavior to change or to do to do something. And then the other mixed emotion could be what? Could it be maybe fear? Oh, yeah. Right? I, yeah, the fear comes and gets you or, you know, I don't feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if this doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. What if this is just a bad idea? The what ifs, basically, what I would if. think. Yeah, and uh, of course, if we let the what ifs run our um, run our energy, then that's what's going to make us go back into our comfort zone. But we do need a little bit of those mixed feelings to help because we don't like that um, that that uh, inner conflict within ourselves. We don't like not feeling like this this uh, two mixed emotions. And so what what can reduce these two mixed emotion is to be able to um, identify what it is that you want and move towards that. So it decreases actually those inner inner mixed feelings. So the, the good news is that if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling those mixed feelings, it's actually a good sign, low levels of it. It's actually a good sign. You're in that sweet spot of um, moving forward to your direction. So, so you're saying if you feel uncomfortable. Yes. It's a sign that you're having mixed emotions. It's a sign of mixed emotions. And that's a good sign. And that's a good sign. Low levels of it because then... When when you said when you're too comfortable, nothing changes. No. So if you're like, okay, I don't like my weight, but you know, I'm I'm I don't want to put in the work. That's okay. You're just acknowledging your two mixed emotions. But, but what can I? That's what it comes back to the mindfulness. What can I do today that helps me to feel a little bit more comfortable within myself? And that would be to do the steps that I set for myself. So maybe instead of having, instead of going into the all or nothing thinking of I'm going to have zero carbs is I'm just going to have, you know, a little bit of healthier carbs like the quinoa or, you know, some And just for the record, for anyone listening, (laughs) I am not a believer in lowering your carbs. No, no. So I just want to go on record on that. Carbs are extremely healthy, but we'll keep that. It's our energy. We'll keep that on a nutrition show, which is probably overdue and very important to me. Carbs are your energy and Mm -hmm. it's one of the biggest myths out there that you should get rid of carbs but mm-hmm. we divert okay <laughs> but i just use this as an example is to maybe and you're saying maybe not to go to an extreme position yes not an extreme position not the all or nothing so right. it's okay you're feeling mixed emotions that's what helps us to change when we're feeling uncomfortable right i think that's really important and it's it's very much what stretch means is that s- stretch zone is uncomfortable uncomfortable is not a bad thing no it's okay cuz a, a lot of people want to it's like oh no i feel uncomfortable i have to go back to what makes me comfortable but sometimes what makes me comfortable is not doesn't meet my goal a and maybe not the best thing for me well i think that's a good point i think that's where we probably lose most people making the changes of the beginning of the year it's uncomfortable it's, it's very uncomfortable and maybe the goal was too high 
Yeah. Uh, that's panic attack. So we don't want a panic attack. But a little discomfort never killed anyone, I always say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. As a matter of fact, a little discomfort is a good thing for you. Yeah. Growing pains, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing I like to do is to look how, you know, when you look at January is to look at the steps you did make. Because sometimes we set these goals and we're like, oh, it's so far. I remember in Vancouver, I said this before a long time on the radio, but there's this really long beach. And when you walk on it, you're like, oh, my God, am I ever going to get there? And it feels like you can never get there, you know, but how do you know what progress you're making is to look backwards and to watch your footsteps oh, and say, actually, I, I, I did make a lot of steps. I, I can see my footsteps. I can see where I've came from. Even if they're really small, it's an, it's important to celebrate your success. So how do we do that? So really to, to actually, you, you can even write a list. Like what did I do in the last month of January? You know, even if you didn't meet your goal yet, it's, it's okay to check in with yourself and say, what did I do this month? Mm, I you know? love that. I love that. So, you know, we're, we're just about at the end of the show. So let's let's both answer that question. I'll answer it and you can too. Mm-hmm. Is what did you do to meet your goal of slowing down? Yeah. Well, definitely to, you know, I noticed, uh, I noticed even today I was a little late uh, or just yes. right on time of coming. But that was. Because that, you gave yourself time to, to eat. To slow down, to eat, Good to put you. myself first. So although it was stressful because it, it's, <laughs> as Sandra knows me, I'm very punctual. I don't like to be late. Early, I would say you're early, <laughs> early. not even punctual. You're early. <laughs> yeah, but it's just about trying to say not to, just to slow down. So when I see small victories, although it made Sandra very stressed, it, it's like small, <laughs> small victories. Um, it, you know, it, it's well. I think that's also, you know, all kidding aside, it's also about tweaking, right? When you start to make one change, you sometimes have to tweak. It's like when people first slip boundaries; mm. all of a sudden, everything's a boundary. So you, you slowing down, may you may still have to find the balance. Yes, between, I do. Right, but I, I love that example, and I love that that's a victory, and I think you should take that in. And I'm fine. You made it to the show. Yes. We're good. I will say that for me, um, I one of the things I yes, I want to increase my steps, but one of the things I really wanted to work on in the last few months is getting outside in these cold months to do the walking, which is not an easy thing to do when it's minus 25. And I've done it every day. Wow, so I'm going to take that as a victory. And yes. I'm going to f- end the show feeling very good and yes. not look at the fact that I didn't get my steps this week, but look at the fact that I got outside every single wow. day. Yay. I love that. Yay. Uh, Musa, great stuff. Thank you. Really that good. You, great conversation and really, uh, really insightful what you brought to us. Good job on slowing down on your eating. Thank I can't you. wait to check in with you and see the, how that continues. We'll continue this conversation off the air, and I hope you guys do too. And feel free to email us or text us info at helpforanxietydepression.com or 1514796 if you have 7964357, excuse me, if you have comments. Thank you, Melissa, again for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. I'd like to invite you all to come back to Straight Talk with Sandra Reese next week. Uh, if you're interested in anything that was mentioned on the show, feel free to head on over to healthforanxietydepression.com um, or straighttalksandareesh.com where there's a whole bunch of interesting stuff on that page. Also, check out our Facebook page, Straight Talk Sandra Reesh. Leave us a question for me or Melissa and don't forget to like the page while you're there. You can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website, Straight talksandareesh.com on the podcast app of your iPhone and on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reesh. Drop me a comment or a question or a show suggestion anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Well, January 31st, my name is Sandra Reesh and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday. Same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reesh. 
keep your eyes on, on the, the stars. stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.